We know you're not expecting to hear from us, and we're just as surprised as you are, but this is Kiddish Club bringing you a special report. At the end of the day, when there's big news, we got to come out. And this is breaking news, historic news even. I mean, this is a historic event. This has never happened before. A former president that's now been indicted on criminal charges. This is historic. And I think it's historic because it doesn't make sense to bring it, to bring charges on a presidential candidate is, and we've said this before, it's reminiscent of a third world country. Yeah, it really because is. Because it's, it's basically a strategy to get your opponent, who is the leading Republican candidate. So we were on the fence the last time we came to you, and we didn't know if it was going to happen. And to be honest, my feeling was that they're going to drop it. Same. We actually came out and said he will not get arrested. And when it happened, I was like, oh, man, we just released an episode saying he will not get arrested. And now we see that the charges are coming and he is going to be arrested. So we actually had a statement from Donald Trump on the fact that he was getting arrested. And and here's what he had to say. They are going to arrest the far and away leading Republican candidate and former president of the United States over the hush money. Stormy Daniels case, which is totally a fraud, and I'll tell you what, we should be focused more on arresting Xi Jinping and his many crimes from China. Okay, from China. Hunter Biden, nobody's talking about arresting Hunter with the laptop and crooked Hillary. Excuse me, there were no crimes, there was no hush, but I will tell you what, we should take our country back, folks. China is killing us. Wear the handcuffs. Thank you very much, honey. (laughs) He's one of the better Trump impressionists. So, yes, that was not actually Donald Trump. That was Matt Friend doing a Donald Trump impression. He does a lot of great impressions. very good. He's very good. Of course, we're going to include this video in the WhatsApp group. But it's still a historic event. Absolutely. And it's, it's a little crazy. It's very crazy on a lot of different levels. This is all uncharted territory. For example... How does this work? Does he get handcuffed? I mean, he has Secret Service, right, at all times. He has Secret Service protection. These, we know that these Secret Service people, they protect him with their lives, essentially. Yeah, they're not going to leave his side. And, they can't. And, and people came out saying that he's not likely to be handcuffed on that walk. Right. It's not going to be like a perp walk. I imagine the media coverage will be insane. Insane. Because, again, it's a historic event. And I don't think he's going to be handcuffed. That's what they said. But Secret Service will not leave his side. Right. They're responsible for his life. Right. So they're going to be with him at all times. I think it's going to be pretty much a ceremony. He's going to walk into the courthouse. The charges are going to get read. He is going to get hand- uh, He is going to get fingerprinted. Fingerprinted, yep. And, and mugshot. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But those may not be released. Yes. But I think they're going to leak. They're going to leak. <laughs> they're going to leak. You know what it reminds me of? So I started thinking like, I just wait. Over under, what do you think his mugshot's going to look like? Is he going to be smiling? Is he going to have that that Trump face on? The yes, serious Trump yes, face? Like, serious, I can't believe this? Yes. He should do an eye roll. You know that? It should totally be just an eye roll. It's going to be that serious, almost pouting Trump face that he always used, his official picture. It's going to be that face. I think it's going to be that face. But I was thinking, like, imagine he... Let's say, and, and you, we were talking about this before, and you were like, oh, well, what if they don't let him out on bail? Is he going to go to jail? Of, of course he's not going to jail. But let's say he did, right? But wait, there's going to be a trial. Once there's an indictment, yes. there has to be a court case. There has yes. to be a court trial. So that's going to happen. Yes. And that's going to be, again, another historic event, and the media coverage is going to be insane. Yes. And, you know, it could go any way. Yes. Right? He could get convicted. And that's serious. Yeah. Well, listen, and a the lot odds of, pe- of him going to jail are like what? 
thousand to ten thousand to one. He's but not a lot going to of jail. People, we know that. But a lot of people are asking, "What is?" A lot of people are asking. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what is the repercussion? Like, what is going to be now? What happens if everything does go sideways for Trump? So we're going to get into. So that's really why we're here. We're going to get into the charges. We're going to get into a little bit about what they're bringing against him and, and why it's not the strongest case in the world. But before we do, let me ask you this. We know that like when when somebody kills somebody negligently, right? Manslaughter. Manslaughter from from the terrorist point of view. We know that he goes to something called Irmikla, right? Yes. So for those who are unfamiliar, it's the law that says that if somebody unintentionally kills someone else, the relatives of the victim can kill the the perpetrator, perpetrator. Mm-hmm. right? To avenge his blood. And the only way that that perpetrator can save himself is by fleeing to a city of refuge. Right. And the crazy part is, is that, I mean, him— but why is, are you even bringing this up? I'll tell you, because he goes, he goes with his whole family. And the Gemara says one of the things they have to send him, he has to be able to live, right? So they send him everything he needs, including his rabbi. Yes. So what I was thinking is, if Trump goes to jail and he has to have secret service, do those guys have to go to jail with him? You obviously, I mean, there's going to be. They're like, going to go to jail now? If he's they're in prison, to, he's going to, he has to be guarded. What do you mean? That, he's so vulnerable in that place. Yeah, I understand, but they, they're, not, they're not criminals. They don't have, well, maybe have they, they get to check out. Like, they can do shifts, right? Oh, right. They can leave, come and go as they but that would leave, be, but they're on the clock. How horrible would that be? Could you imagine? I think it would be career wise for a Secret Service agent, I think it would be probably very eye opening. And it's great. It's a great item to have on his resume, right? <laughs> spent spent time in prison <laughs> with <laughs> President Trump. But just to be clear, if that does go down, right? If he if if he's already indicted, now if he does end up going to jail, none of it impacts his presidential run. He still has every right to keep running for president, and if he wins, he's still president. And even if he has to subsequently go to jail, he can govern from prison. That's true. Well, we think it's true. Again, this is all uncharted. But according to, let's say, Alan Dershowitz, for example, he says, yes, he could be president from jail, which is crazy. And then can he pardon himself? Oh. Right? Maybe that's the, the game. That I, mean, I didn't think of. They're claiming that, by the way, about Netanyahu, that, that you know, a lot of the left is claiming that that's the whole reason behind Netanyahu trying to do these judicial reforms is because he's trying to do it for himself so that he could, he could clear himself. But what does he mean? He's already prime minister. Like there is no higher office that he can hold. That what's the motivation for him to pardon himself? Even just for his legacy? No, because once he's not prime minister, he could go to jail. Oh, but if he, you're saying if he pardons himself, there's no chance that he right. He avoids it. And the same thing with Trump. If Trump wins re-election in 2024, he pardons himself. I mean, there are four cases right now against him. Pardons himself for all of these cases, and he's done. And all these, these are all historic. Yeah. Like. These are all landmark events. Uh huh. So these are all historic events, and basically, like, what a time to be alive. (laughs) (laughs) Really, (laughs) a little scary. Part of the reason why it's scary. Wait, the only other thing is that if he does get elected and he is in prison, Congress can invoke the Twenty Fifth Amendment because he's not really fit to govern from a prison cell. But then again, you have the the pardon aspect. So. Right. And also, I believe you need like the vice president, you need members of his cabinet to be on board with the 25th Amendment. Congress can impeach, they can't invoke the 25th. 25th has to come from inside. 
Interesting. Yeah. Well, obviously, he's going to pick someone that is yeah. groomed yeah. already yeah. to know yeah. the situation. So but, really no impact technically on Trump. There's no technical impact on him. If he wins. If he wins. Well, yeah. any at all. In fact, like some were saying that it's going to be only better for him. Right. And you, you attributed it to me. Right. And we got a message from Turks and Turks said, no, it was me. <laughs> I was the one who said it. Yes. Yes. And what I can agree with Turks is... While I think it would it would cause him to lose the general election, it will absolutely help him win the Republican primary. I do agree to that now. Because once you see this case and how weak the case is and, and how obvious it becomes that this whole thing is political, you automatically, no matter who you are, you're automatically on Trump's side. Because you're like, it's ridiculous. Now let's well, talk will a little that bit affect, about it. But the question is, will that affect the moderate Democrats? And no. For them to see their own party as like, guys, come on, this is not a move. You and, need the independence. Right. Personally, my personal opinion, no. My personal opinion is they like, – like I said last time, you see a guy that's you know indicted, criminal charges, it's hard. If you're an independent, I'd rather just go with a guy – it's like you know when people are dating and they're getting married and there's issues and I'm sure you've had friends in this situation. I have had friends and they're like, oh, yeah, we're seeing a therapist. They're not – they're not – they're just engaged. They're not married and they're seeing a therapist. And it's always like, okay, wait, you're not even married. Marriage is hard. Enough. Do you really right. – right. Do you really want to go into the marriage where you're already seeing a right. therapist? Right. The only problem is that they found out by the like the 12th date. Right. And now it's like do right. or die. Right. They, they had the engagement party. Right. And they're, right. So, so let's talk a little bit about what the, what the criminal charges are and why they're so weak. So first of all – one of the we know that the Justice Department chose not to prosecute this. We also know, right? This was on the table for a while. Yes, it's not like we didn't know, right? So and Trump, even before this indictment came down, Michael Cohen, yeah, we're going to get to him. Released in a, a letter saying that any and all payments for hush money. So 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 okay. So let's talk about it for a second. So Trump has denied doing anything wrong, but the charges are that he illegal that he paid someone off to quiet them. So that when he ran for president, he wouldn't have any baggage. Okay. now Which in and of itself, why is that illegal? Ah, okay. So here's the problem. If you're running for president and you pay someone off because you don't want to have baggage, it's fine. Totally legal. It comes from your campaign finances and you disclose it and you say, we paid this amount of money to this person to shut them up because it helps our presidential election. Trump didn't do that. What happened was Michael Cohen paid this person and then Trump reimbursed Michael Cohen and called it legal expenses. I think it was $150,000. Mm-hmm. Michael Cohen took out a home equity loan on his house, paid the one fifty, and then got back the one fifty. Now, now let's, so let's talk Tachlis because at the end, so if we, if we get straight to the point, it's clear that Trump is the one that made this payment. No, Trump says he didn't. Now, wait, you could, you could, you could twist it and turn it and do all the right things to make it look, to make it seem, to make it maybe legally... Uh, picturesque that it's that you no. didn't do it but we all know what happened here he's denying it he's denying it he's denying it and michael cohen went on record as saying that he did it of his own free will and it had nothing to do with donald trump mm-hmm. now michael cohen says no i was protecting him and he is the key witness for the government now hold up the statute of limitations is also over for this crime mm. so what alvin bragg da of new york had has to do is show that this case is not just a misdemeanor. It violates campaign finance of New York, and that's why he's bringing these charges. Which So that's a hoop he has to get, jump over. That's problem number one. He also has to prove 
that Trump knew about it and was directing it. And he also has to prove that Trump knew that what he was doing was wrong. Meaning, he had he has to prove that Trump himself knew that he was paying off someone so that his presidential campaign would be cleaner. Okay, I need That's to back up. That's very hard to prove. Hold on, I need to back up. Because we said that we still didn't establish what is illegal about paying somebody off to keep quiet, right? If I was running for president, I would probably pay a few people off. You will? Really? For sure. Really? For interesting. For sure. The guy I have my shul, he's getting paid off. <laughs> There's nothing illegal about that. Past Rebbies getting paid off. <laughs> it's not illegal. I could pay you right now. I sign a confidentiality agreement. Everything that happened on the cast, don't tell anyone. No so, problem. So what is illegal about what he did? He recorded it. He recorded it as legal payments to Michael Cohen, and Michael Cohen paid the money. So th- he, he claims that he paid Michael Cohen $150,000 in legal expenses. Michael Cohen says those were not legal expenses. Those were all done for the express permission of hiding this from the campaign regulators. So was he, so, so you're telling me the problem was using campaign funds? No. The problem is, well, partly, but not disclosing that you were using campaign funds for hush money to help your campaign. So if you disclosed it, then it would be cool. Yes. It's like, okay, we're taking yes. campaign funds and we're using it as hush money yes. to pay somebody off. Totally fine. Then that's cool. Totally fine. But once you mask it, then it becomes a problem. Right. Wow, that's a weak case. Right. Like, even if it's true, nobody's ever... Who, what, who was ever brought up on criminal charges? Every single candidate ever has done campaign finance shenanigans. Everyone, including Biden, including Obama, including Clinton, Bush, everyone, Republican, Democrat, they all do it. But it's not even... It, there's no advantage. Like, what is the advantage even? Like, everybody knows it's happening. Why right? did Trump... You're saying, why right. didn't why Trump did just tr- disclose right. it? Why didn't Trump just disclose it? Why hide behind this facade that is almost see-through? Right. So- it was really mostly for privacy. You know, if you... It, it, let's say let's say I found out that you were... You let's, know, could it not be me? Could <laughs> it just not you. be me? It's always you and it always will be. <laughs> you were involved in something that, let's say, wasn't perfect. Unsavory. Unsavory. Now, you're running for president. You know that you have this thing. You could disclose it. Once you disclose it, it's public, right? Mm -hmm. And now everyone's going to jump on you. Better hide it. Keep it quiet. Make it go away. Nobody knows what what people don't know can hurt. So So the reality is that is basically what he did. I mean, we don't know for sure. That's basically what he did. Now, should he go to jail for that? You going to bring charges of that? I mean, come on. Right. There's it seems little, like it's a reach. It's a reach. It's so, a but reach. his but, and the case of the prosecution is pretty weak. Right. So there's so many problems here. Right. First of all, Michael Cohen. Right. He everything rests on Michael Cohen, this Jewish guy who was filmed going to prison with his tefillin. You remember? Remember that 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 picture? I do. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy is now on like MSNBC and CNN. They love this guy. You know, they love him because, of course, they hate Trump. And so now he, he became Trump's biggest detractor. You know, he became this biggest anti-Trump. Well, of course, There's a guy who burned. said he would take a bullet for him. And he got burned by Nobody Trump. No, he didn't. He, he's, what did he serve? He served a couple of months. That was it. He, he was out. He got out because of COVID. And now he's out. He's fine. He barely served anything. No, but he felt betrayed. He was very unhappy with how Trump treated him. What did Trump do to him? I don't know. I don't he remember. Did nothing to I, him. All I know is that he... He sang like a canary. <laughs> Snitches get stitches. <laughs> he got he he got what was coming to him. You know? He he claimed that he had loyalty. He did not have loyalty. Mm. And you know what? If he did have loyalty, Trump would have pardoned him, just like he pardoned everybody else that had loyalty. Right. Even Steve Bannon, who was leaking stuff and Trump 
fired him like a dog. He pardoned him in the end. Right. He did pardon him. So he would have been pardoned, but he didn't. So now Michael Cohen repeatedly lied. He lied to the authorities, repeatedly under oath, everything. So he's not the most reliable guy. Exactly. You're going to tell me this guy's going to be on, <laughs> this guy's going to be on the stand. <laughs> now you have Trump's lawyers. They have him lying to, to, to federal investigators repeatedly. They have him signing fake affidavits. Now we're supposed to believe you now, Michael Cohen? I'm supposed to believe you? The flip side to that is, and this is what the Trump team is arguing, is Trump can't get a fair trial in New York. New York voted 80% for Biden right. as a whole. How are you going to find? I mean, it's not a problem for them to move the trial somewhere else. Well, they have to agree. The judge has to agree. But again, there's, it, it, but there's no scenario that he gets out of this. Because of a no, fair trial, no, right? So no, that's happening. The no, trial's, trial's happening. happening. The but if he could get down. it moved, let's say, to Staten Island or Long Island, somewhere where there's a, a higher concentration of Republicans, that could make a big difference. Okay. Because remember, ultimately, it comes down to the jury. Yes, but what are the weaknesses of the case? So Michael Cohen's a big weakness. Yes. That's number one. Number two, they have to prove his intent. Now, proving intent from a legal standpoint, is one of the hardest things to do. How do you prove what the person knew and what they were intending? How do you prove that? What would be the intent that prosecutors need? So I believe, and we don't know this for sure, that they want Michael Cohen to say, Donald Trump told me the following. I need you to do this and I need you to hide it because I, I don't want my presidency to be hurt. And therefore, because I'm running, I want you to pay this money from your account and I will pay you back. They want him to say those words. And by, by all appearances... He probably is going to say something like that. But the jury's going to know exactly why Donald Trump did what he did. It's got to be so, proved. I understand, but that's not the intent that they need. His need for privacy is not criminal. Ah, uh, that's spoken like a defense attorney. They're going to say, just like Clinton did when he was in similar circumstances, they're going to say, this is a man who is a businessman. He's a billionaire. He he. He's a public figure. He's a television personality. He wants to protect his reputation. And that's all he was doing. Right. So he there just is wanted no to protect criminal. His right. There's nothing criminal about that. Any normal person would do the same thing in his shoes. That's the argument that the defense is going to make. But then Michael Cohen's going to say, no, 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 no. He told me it was specifically for the presidency. And then the defense lawyers are going to say, really, Michael Cohen? That's not what you said originally. That's not what you said repeatedly. That's not what you said under oath. So we're supposed to believe you now, or we're supposed to leave, believe Michael Cohen then? Right. Which Michael having Cohen do Michael we believe? Cohen, having Michael Cohen as the star witness is just not a strong case from the outset. Disaster. Right. And of course, we've said this before, but now we could say it again. The fact that emotions are running high right now, and we know anti-Semitism's up, it's not going to be good when Michael Cohen is about to become the most hated man on the right. Right. And that's not good. Yeah, the alt-right doesn't have the best record when it comes to the Jewish community. Right. So it's not going to be a great thing, that's for sure. It's going to be very bad. It's going to be very bad. And, and, you know, all the tropes are going to come out. And he's a lawyer and money and so many things. It's just... It's almost too good to pass up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if right? you weren't Jewish, you'd be on board. <laughs> I'd be all over this. <laughs> it's scary. It's scary. And, and the truth of the matter is, I, I really worry that this is going to bring out a real, real new low level of anti-Semitism that we're going to see, and it's going to be unlike anything we've seen before. Yeah, that's a downer. It's what a downer. a downer. It's a downer. I, that's how I feel. But I am the negative. You are the positive. So we'll go with you. <laughs> are you? I don't get to be the positive. I'm, I always see the. You always see the silver lining. I always see the opposite. So that's the story with Trump. 
Tuesday is the day he's he's going to the he's going to do the perp walk. We're all going to be glued to our screens. I, I'm a little like unhappy that it's so close to Pesach because I want my mind a little bit more free. Yeah, I'm worried about yeah. do I have enough matzah? Do I got yes. wine? Is my house clean? Did I clean my car? I, I like I want to have all my attention on Trump and this historic event, but my mind is now divided. Yes. A hundred percent. Right. I'm and with then you. Tuesday night, Badikas Hametz. And then we're stuck. Like we don't know. <laughs> we don't know the aftermath. Right. That's also true. We're cliffhanger. Right. Right. We're yeah. Totally. Once the holiday comes in, we're basically all of a sudden we're looking for the Shabbos goys. Like who has their TV <laughs> on? You know, like like you see that sometimes those like the major sports fanatics are like yes. asking all yes. the non-Jews like what is the score? Like, like that's going to be me now. Right. All of a sudden, your best buddies with the OTD guy that, that you never spoke to before is like, hey. Uh, Steve, you know. Yeah, so we're going to be glued to our screens on Tuesday. One of these days, we're going to do a live cast. When major news is happening, we're going to do a live cast. We're going to let you guys call in. Look for that, because we're going to do that. We're not going to do it now. It's Erev Pesach. It's going to be too hard. But coming up in the near future, we're going to be doing a live cast as the news happens. When were you going to run this by me? <laughs> like, I that's just... just... <laughs> I just did. But speaking of Pesach, so we're both here for Pesach. We're not going on any trips this year, which I'm... Totally fine with. I know you're not, but I'm fine with it. <laughs> totally fine with it. Although I am a little jealous. I have a friend who's going to be at the Trump Doral trip oh. with Ben Shapiro and Ron DeSantis. Yeah. Oh, that's I, nice. Yes. I would like, like to Like if I had there. to choose a trip, it would be probably that, be, that one. Yes. Yes, for sure. And the truth is I'm happy not going on a trip this year. There's a lot of pressure. There's the travel pressure. You're traveling with kids. We've spoken about this on the cast oh, before. Oh, poor boy. <laughs> yeah. I would, I, would, uh, I would take one for the team <laughs> if I was going. But- on the flip side, did you hear what happened in Atlantic City? I didn't know where the trip was. I know that there was one that didn't pan out. Yeah. So this was on Yeshiva World, and Zev Brenner actually interviewed Heshi Goldstein of Arya Hospitality on his Pesach trip. And the crazy thing is, I watched it. It gets really heated. I want to play a little bit of the clip. I don't know the details. I can only imagine like what it must be like to have an entire plan— to have a trip like mapped out, be ready, be packed, and all of a sudden, it's just not happening. Yeah, it's the scariest thing imaginable. <laughs> and anyone who's gone on a Pesach trip, that's the biggest fear. If you remember last year, people got to their Pesach trip and it was like there was now food and the people didn't have rooms. There's always these horror stories. And me being a person who's done these things, it's it's scary. Because imagine how you're with your family. You don't have food. You, you may not have a place to stay. What do you do? And it's Pesach. It's not like you're going to eat out. You know, it's, it's scary. And you're usually coming like a day before. Right. And it's funny because people reached out to us. Do you remember? Um, performers that we have had on the cast reaching out to us and saying, hey, guys, this is a Pesach trip. Do you know anything about it? Yes. Right? Yes, that's right. Are they reliable? Is it going to happen? Right. Right? Right. Sure. So they don't know. Like every part of that, everybody involved in those Pesach trips also like doesn't know if it's going to actually be a reality. Right? right Especially exactly. when you're talking about three, four months in advance. Like when you're trying to book a, a, a music or comedy or something, like the artists themselves don't even know if it's going to be a reality. Right. Right. And so you can imagine the people, you know, you don't want to be left high and dry. Okay, so give me the details, though. I'll give you the high-level summary. High-level? High-level. Okay. <laughs> I'll take high-level. So the question you're asking is, why is there so much hawk about this, right? No. That's yeah, not I mean, my it's question. An, it's just another trip that got canceled, right? No, that's, not, that's not cool. <laughs> no. it's, it's just like, oh, yeah, just another trip. No, that's not supposed to happen. No, so let me tell you what happened here. So 
Well, I'm going to tell you what he says. He says they booked this hotel in Atlantic City. They owed him. He didn't get into the amount of money that they were paying for this. But let's say he says, for example, a quarter of a million dollars. They wired probably three quarters of that money to the hotel. They go there to start koshering the kitchens so that they could prepare the food. And the hotel says, what are you talking about? Your whole thing is canceled. And he says, what are you talking about? They said, well, you never paid. So you guys are out. And he says, what are you talking about? We wired you the money. I said, no, you didn't. He says, yeah, here's here's the wire information. Apparently, he says that he was the victim of a phishing attack. Now, that's phishing with P-H-I phishing, where a hacker impersonates someone else, someone else's email, and says, hey, by the way, don't send the money. Don't wire it to this bank account. We're actually using a different bank account for this transaction. Wire it to the other bank account. Wow. Unbeknownst to him, that person is just a criminal. They wire the money to a different location, and now the money's gone. And the criminals made away with hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. Wow. But here's the crazy part. And I I wouldn't have believed this if I didn't hear it from him. You know, Zev Brenner asks him, so what happens to the people's money? You know, there's tens of thousands of dollars that families have given him. And his answer is, well, you know, I sent an email that said, we encourage everybody to buy trip insurance for $250, which is essentially him saying, I'm putter. I'm not giving anybody back their money. Oh, boy. This is a oh, big one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, I wonder what the actual halacha is when it comes to this. I mean, obviously, they're going to get in. People are going to sue him in, in, oh, in yeah. legal court. People are going to oh, yeah. sue him in, in, in Besdin. There's no yep. question. No question. And no this question. is a mess. Yeah. It's a mess. And you can't just come up with a couple of hundred Gs, pay back everybody whose money you lost. Right. But he was interviewed by Zev, and they had call-ins. And I'm going to play you a clip from the call-ins. Yeah, I got to hear this. I'm going to play a few, but... Here's a couple of things just to think about. Number one, he says he spoke to the FBI and that he got the FBI involved. They were able to track the transactions. So theoretically, he'll get back the money possibly. Maybe. Maybe. He claims that he went to this hotel and told them, guys, let's go forward anyway. I know you didn't get the wire, but I will cover you and let's just continue as planned. And supposedly the hotel said, no, we're not interested. We have spring break coming up. We'll make more money without you. We don't want you. But then he goes on to say... Well, that like smells a little bit like an inside job. Could be an inside job. But he also goes on to say that the hotel, he found out, he, he looked at ratings online and he saw that there was a lot of negativity. And because of COVID, he says Atlantic City is like a ghost town right now because gambling became legal, which is true. So which one is it? Either the Why would the hotel tell him, we don't want to do business with you, even though it's going to potentially make them hundreds of thousands of dollars but at, because they don't have enough business, but at the same time, they're telling him they're going to have so much business from spring break. A non-top tier hotel is going to be so booked from spring break that they're going to make as much money. That's impossible. Yeah, I'm not liking doesn't what I'm hearing. Sense. That's what some of the callers picked up on. Like Some of this just doesn't sound 100%. doesn't make total logical sense. Also- you sent one wire, you messed up. Okay, great. Had you sent three wires? Well, it could be. It could have been done in succession, and no, you just it was, never confirmed. It was, over, it was over a few. It was over days. I don't know weeks, months. You never checked. You never spoke to anyone at the hotel till you arrived to clean the kitchen. I understand that that's common. Really? Yeah. I mean, okay, maybe I, I, you're right. I don't look, know. It's I don't email, know. right? You're having you're, you're you're emailing back and forth with who you think is the actual hotel. Right. Right. So right. Fair. It's like you have a contact info, you have you have that person that you've been dealing with, you're sending them the same email, they're sending back received, right? you know, see you when, so you're whenever. Saying, right, you're saying he had no reason to suspect anything. Right. This has happened so many times, this has happened to people. 
Yes. Right? You know people that this has happened to likely and it's it's yes. you always have to get on the phone with somebody yes, especially 100%. when you're dealing with that kind of of money. 100%. 100%. So, but there were callers who who basically called in and called them out. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll play you one. Let's this go. guy I just need goes to hear goes this. to town. So, here's a clip from Zev Brenner where you have a caller calling in who basically is not believing Heshi's story. Let's let's go. Hold on one second. Let's go to Moshe in East Orange, New Jersey. Your question. Go ahead, Moshe. Hi, Hesse and Zev. Hi. How My are you? Question is, yes. Go ahead. Yeah. Your question, question. My question is exactly when did you contact the FBI and what is the name of the FBI agent you spoke with? So I give you his number and I believe we spoke to him on Thursday, but I don't know the details to exactly what time and what day because it was mostly handled by my accountant, who is the one who made the transfer. But if you need to know his name, I'm assuming you have a similar case for yourself and you need to know more information of how to get that done. And by the way, I got a lot of phone calls from people who were in the same situation and they were too embarrassed to come out and ask for help and they just took the loss. So let, let, me, let me find that name and number because it was given to me by one of a very, very prestige caterer in Williamsburg who was kind enough to call me up with that information. <sighs> yeah, Stephen I think he called Chapman. the FBI because you remember the name of the Mary, the elderly controller at the Claridge Hotel. Uh, you, you don't have his name. You didn't speak to anyone at the FBI, which means you're most likely to don it yourself. Hold on, hold on. Let's not get insulted. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we're... we're I told... Listen, listen, it's a free now. country. Go, go ahead. Go the ahead. FBI to Brenner right now. Email, forward the email with the FBI between the communication with you and the FBI. Forward that email to Zeb Brenner right now. Are you, a, were you... Let me ask you a question. Were you signed up to be at our program? I was not, no. Have a nice day. Uh, Mr. Brenner, can we go to the next stop? You should send papers in jail cell. Once you get abusive, we, we hang up on you. Okay, let's go. Next. Okay, no, no, no. we have a lot of people calling. Supreme he he's he's got no name. He's a gunner. Okay. He's closed. Okay. He didn't call the FBI because he's a gunner. All right. I, I basically, we have calls coming from all different places, but okay. So let me, let me do this. Let's take some phone calls over here. And let's go to Stan in Brooklyn. Stan in Brooklyn, your question or comment. Go ahead. Well, that sounds like the Wild West. <laughs> yeah, right. I think I think he was trying to hang up on the guy, <laughs> yes. and he couldn't even he like couldn't get him it. off the yeah. line. And like, he who's kept, his producer? I don't he, know. He kept coming at him. Ganev, <laughs> spend Pesach in jail. Yes, I mean yeah. those are serious accusations. Yeah, 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 yeah. He wasn't playing this guy. He was not playing, and he wasn't even on the trip. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's just championing for the rights of the people. Well, I mean, look, look the it, only saving grace here is that it's in Atlantic City. And right. it didn't have people actually flying right, right, to like right. Arizona right. or to California. But also, to be fair, you, it's early enough where you're obviously going to cancel your flight if it came down to that, right? Yes. Because that's the ultimate nightmare is getting to a foreign city and being like, you have nowhere to stay and you have nothing, you know, you have no accommodations for Pesach. Right, and you don't have like kosher supermarkets everywhere right. where you could buy stuff. No, it's a disaster. Right. That's an ultimate disaster. Right. So at least it was basically local to the tri-state area. Unless you had people who were flying to Atlantic City. Which, mm, which yeah, not likely. Sound, Who's going to like fly north? 
for right. Passover. Right. Yeah, it doesn't, that doesn't, doesn't it's sound counterintuitive. right. It doesn't sound right. You might deserve it if it happened to you. But you know what? This caller, whoever he is, I mean, it's an interesting thing. He said, forward Zev Brenner right now the email from the FBI. Right. So that I can believe you. Yeah. And then you'll prove it. Then there's nothing to talk about. Mm. And he doesn't say, okay. He doesn't say, okay, I'll do it. That, I mean, that's what I would say, right? I would You're say, casting yes, I'll doubt. send you the email You're right now. You're casting heavy doubt. I'm, no, I'm just saying, you know, I don't want to, I'm not accusing anybody, but I'm saying it is a good point. If Put it this way. If I was on the trip, I would, if I was one of the people and I lost 10 grand, mm-hmm. I would call up and I would say, send me, I'm someone from the trip, send me the email. I want to see it. But if he was guilty, why go on Zev Brenner to begin with, right? You don't have to go on a radio show to prove your innocence. True. But the, so there was another caller that asked, you know, why we why'd you go radio silent for so long? Why didn't you tell your you know your guests about what was going on? Well, he you was know, trying to salvage the trip. That's what he says exactly. Like understandably, right? right, right? Yes, right? Exactly, Let's try to get exactly. something out right. of this. Right. And what's interesting to me is that the hotel was not cooperating. That is like right. It doesn't, doesn't so make weird. Sense. So doesn't weird because really you can save the trip, right? Because mm-hmm. you're making some money. You're not going to make as much money. You may not make any money, right? But at least you saved the trip. You saved your name. You saved people the yeah, heartache mean, of, of the hotel's going to get how many bad ratings, and everyone's going to badmouth them. If you were a hotel owner, of course you would agree to, to do the trip. A lot of it doesn't add up. It doesn't add up, right? So there's a, some of these inconsistencies. We can say that he look, he's just winging it. He was never in the circumstance before. He doesn't, and that's kind of what he says. Like I never, I never went through anything like this before. Well, did he make Pesach trips before? Yes, this is his ninth year. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that's some heavy duty experience. Yeah, so so the flip side is is that you know he doesn't seem to be a criminal. He's done this many times in the past. I mean, he had he had a lot of you know rabbis lined up for this trip. I, I, it's hard to believe that he just did this to take everybody's money and run. Right. I mean, it's I, hard. you have to feel bad for everybody involved. Yes. Obviously, the guests, yes. but also the people that booked with this trip. Like, if you're a rabbi or an entertainer or a speaker or a musician, and you're booked on this trip. That's it. You're out of a job. Yeah. You're not getting anything this late yeah. in the game. 100%. Everybody's booked. 100%. And you didn't prepare anything for Pesach like everybody else. You know, your house is not kosher. Nothing. Yeah. It's, 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 it's rough. Le- it's but, last minute but stuff. I, if I was on that trip, I absolutely would be pressing. I want to see the FBI. Give me the name and the number and the email of the FBI agent. I want to see that you... It's my money. You owe me $10,000. I want to see what you're doing to get me my money back. Is it 10000 for a family or per no, person? I'm, I'm, or? No, I'm just picking that out of, randomly out of a hat because right. he, he uses... He actually said $7,500. He used it as an example. Mm-hmm. I want to know, how am I getting that money? Oh, yeah. Am I, am I ever a, getting that it's money? It's a very hard And don't hit. tell me you should have bought insurance because that's a little bit unfair. Yeah. You're a from person. I trust you. I've, I've gone to the trips before. Don't tell me but I should have bought insurance. But listen, he got taken advantage of, right? He, he's, he's a victim. If that were true. Right. right. So just show me that and at least I'll, I'll calm down. But we also don't know how the correspondence he's having directly with his guests. I mean, maybe they are convinced. Maybe he did send that. Right, but he doesn't say that. Why doesn't he say that? Mm. Why doesn't he say, you're not a guest. If you were, you'd have access to all this information. He says, send Zev Brenner the email. He doesn't say, well, I sent it to all the guests. Why don't you get it from them? Mm. He doesn't. He avoids it. I don't know why. You know, it could be a very simple explanation. Maybe maybe, maybe he just had a phone call with a, with you know with one FBI agent and he's embellishing it and saying, I got emails. And he really doesn't have emails. He just has a phone call. Could be. Or... He could be with Trump on Tuesday. Being <laughs> <Get> indicted. <laughs> <laughs> and just before we go, one other crazy, crazy event that happened was the Wall Street Journal reporter that was arrested in Russia for spying on what we presume is fake charges of spying. And he's being held in Russia right now. 
And presumably, they're going to try to use him as leverage for getting something that they want. I think it's a little crazy because he's a reporter. Like, yeah, it's, it's his nuts. job to be there, right? Yes. To report on what's happening in Russia. And they just scooped him up and they're putting him in jail. Yes. Which is insane. It's nuts. And in, in the press conference that the White House had, Corinne Jean-Pierre, White House press secretary, I didn't appreciate what she said. She basically says something along the lines of, you know, well, that's why we've been telling Americans to get out of Russia. Like, come on. That's not the right thing to say right now. Right. You should when, be talking about how we're going to get him back. Exactly. What's his name, by the way? Evan Gershkovich. I mean... <laughs> is he Jewish? I don't know. I don't know. He could be. Sounds a little Jewish. Does sound Does quite sound Jewish, but also Jewish. has like a little bit of the of a Russian, right? Oh, he probably... Right. And that's, that's probably, probably why he's, he's there. Russian guy, yeah. Right. So, Let's but see. also, at the same time, it wouldn't be crazy if a reporter was also working for the CIA. Well, yes. So... That's an interesting point. There's a lot to unpack. So... Interestingly, looking it up, Ella and Mikhail Gershkovich separately fled the Soviet Union during a period of mass emigration in the wake of rumors that Jews were about to be exiled in Siberia, ending up in the United States in 1979 and eventually in Detroit where they met. So they, he is Jewish. They fled from Russia. So he is, he is former comrade. Yes. 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 Well, we do hope he gets home safe and yes. sound. Yes. And I don't know how long that's going to take, but it, it, it's not going to be easy. No. The most we could do is just pray for his safety. Safe and return. His safe return. Yeah, agree. And we hate to leave you on <laughs> on a negative. We don't usually do that. We try not to. But this is not our usual episode. This was more about just bringing you the breaking news. And so we had to do it. Yes. And of course, we want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, you know you can follow us on Twitter at Kiddish Club Cast. You can follow us on Instagram at Kiddish Club Podcast. Shoot us an email with your thoughts, comments, and suggestions. We're at hock, H-O-C-K, at KiddishClubPodcast.com. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple. Be sure to leave us a review on Spotify. Make it five stars. And wishing everyone a healthy, a happy, a safe, a kosher Passover. Chakosher v'sameach. And we are out. This is this is big. It's clearly something, obviously, that never occurred in American history, and for good reason. I'm listening. <laughs> Where are you going with that? And even if you have a jury sitting, what's a jury? Right. The artists them that them 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 them. The the question is why is this such a big? Why is there so much chak? Chak? I don't know where that came from. And this episode is copyright Kiddish Club Media.